Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast is Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for him. And y'all, we've got my favorite girl in the whole wide world here today, but my favorite, my favorite, like my top five, you're my Mount Rushmore of people, Jennifer Parnell, the marketing director of the world famous Floribama. How are you today? I am good. When an introduction like that, I just think I'm just going to end it. Like, let's just end it. That was yeah. so good. That was <laughs> but, it. Be a Mount Rushmore person for someone. Amen. Thank you very much. Uh, that's going to be my goal, putting it on my vision board. So I guess I already did it. So <laughs> I just had a tear. It was beautiful. Um, anyway, so I'm so excited to have you on. What we're going to talk about today for the person listening, what you're going to take away from this conversation, how you remain focused on Jesus and the chaos. Because Being a marketing director at the world-famous Floribama, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a ton of employees, and I know you'll explain that, but you remain focused on Jesus. And I worked for you. You were my boss. And having you on and hearing your insight on this, I'm so thankful for it. So yeah, let's just get into it. How do you remain focused on Jesus? I mean, you started off with, um, you know, a world of chaos is what I feel like I live in. And I'm sure a lot of people live in a world of chaos. Um, and with the Floribama, it's such a special place, um, but it is a chaotic place. There's lots of moving parts. Like you said, it's always open. There's lots of things. And when you work there, I told you this, that it becomes your whole life. And that's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. It's a family. But that means that your world is chaotic, right? right. So for me, it's very, very intentional. I, it does not come naturally. It is something that I'm still learning and that I've learned a lot about it over time, but intentional is the first word that comes to my mind. And so that can range from a lot of things like, um, a listening to, or a daily devotional with how I started out. I mean, I've gone through quite a few different devotionals, but every single day I have to start off reading something from a devotional. It helps kick off my day. And then daily prayer, obviously prayer brings me back to center. I think it does for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, my husband Brandon is phenomenal at keeping me on track if I'm struggling with something or I have questions. I mean, he is certainly a rock for me to bring it back um, centered. Um, other little things along the way, like I, this was probably something you know, the people didn't expect from me, but I got <laughs> these two tattoos. I know you can't see them in this podcast, yeah, but they're girl. on my arm. I love yeah. them. They're beautiful. But they're on my, the back of my arms and they're arrows with crosses in the middle. And so for me, I, they're at a place that I can see them all the time. And they 100% mean focus on God, always focus on God, give it up to God. Like everything is up to him all the time. So that was a very intentional thing for me. It also is a talking point for me. I forget that they're there sometimes if I'm not like looking in a mirror getting ready and someone else will see them and it helps me spark a conversation about God, which brings me back to focus. So it's been a kind of a really, really fun thing too. And then you have things like your Bible apps that randomly pop up on my phone and that kind of brings me back and they have a funny way of sending me notifications when I feel like I always need them, which is really, really nice. I listen to a bunch of different podcasts too. And, uh, it just, like I said, with the Bible app notification, the podcast kind of always seem to give me what I need when I'm listening to them. Okay. So I love you. You are so good with interviews. So part of your job is to do interviews, you know, like a news crew will come in and say, Hey, we need to talk to somebody at the Bama. And you're like, sure, I got this. You know, I mean, you've been on no, she's radio and you can probably name a bunch of other big ones that I'm not thinking about at this moment, but 
no shoes radio is a big deal, you know, and you just jump on there and do interviews. And so just for somebody listening, just to know, like Jennifer is gifted in this. And I just asked her right before we started, Hey, I feel like God has it on my heart. We're going to talk about how you remained focused on Jesus and the chaos. And she just rattled off those. She's very intentional. She has a daily devotional. She does every morning, daily prayer, bringing it back to Jesus, focus on God, give it up to God throughout the day. That's her reminder with her tattoo. And then the Bible applications. That is some simple, practical tips that we can take away from this conversation, apply to our lives to help us get drawn back to Jesus, you know, and the word focus, when you and I were talking before we started recording, the word focus kept coming up. And that's something I just feel like you're so good at. And as one of your employees, you had goals for us, not goals. You had a sheet that basically encouraged us to have what's something that we're going to start. What's something that we're going to stop? What's something that we're going to face? And what's something that we're going to embrace? So how did you get to the point where you were encouraging your employees to do this start, stop, face, and embrace? It started with our mutual friend, Jamie Robertson, and she does all kinds of self-development and these yoga retreats. And it was one of the things that she brought up. I'm not sure exactly where she got it from, but when I did it myself, I thought, God, this is so simple, but so it, it, it can be rewarding. It can change a lot of things for you in just such a simple four word thing, but it causes you to focus on these four things that can be really, really simple, but make a really big change in your life. And you can set these goals for yourself. It could be something you want to do in a month, something you want to do in six months or a year, but you know, just think something you're going to start, something you're going to stop, something you want to face, something you want to embrace. How simple is that? But it right. really, really keep you focused on whatever it is that, you know, those goals are for you. I loved it for our team when I was thinking, look, self-help, some people kind of have a negative when they think about it sometimes, but I just thought, well, this, who can turn away from this when I wanted to bring it to our team and make sure that we were all on the same page and that we were all doing it together, that we're a team effort and Hey, like, let's do this together. Yeah. And how selfless of you as a boss to not take that time to be like, this is what I want to start. This is what I want to stop. This is what I want to face. This is what I want to embrace. No, you came to us as employees with a question. What do you want to stop? What do you want to start? What do you want to stop? What do you want to face? What do you want to embrace? And then we talked about those things with you and had this sheet in advance so we could be prepared for the conversation but I just think for any boss who's listening to be encouraged by what Jennifer's saying, and you've been with the Floribama for a long time, right? How long have you been with them? Uh, it's been about eight years now. And when we were doing this for the team, I said, look, let's do this two ways. You do those four things professionally. What are the things you want to do in the professional setting? And then think about your personal life. What do you want to do for these four words personally? And it's funny how a lot of times I kind of end up going together. <laughs> It's true. It's so true. I I mean, I always think like, I don't want to be, I want to separate work and family. And I think those, I think those lines just get blurred, especially now because of just 2020 and 2021 about, you know, work is on your phone. So it comes home with you and all that. Um, but just knowing that we're not a slave to whatever. I mean, I want to say cell phone in this moment, but like, we're not a slave to our jobs. Like we're focused on our goals of start, stop, face and embrace. We're not just like loosey gooseys, you know, going with the wind, wherever it is. Um, 
I don't know, just what do you, what would you say to that? It's kind of a weird question, but what do you, what would you say to just direction? I think that goes back to how we started this conversation with being intentional. So, I mean, you're intentional about God. Well, you know, it's intentional with your family time. It's intentional with your work time. Like, I think that you should definitely be intentional with setting some boundaries. Naturally, yes, your work life and your personal life are going to run together some. But yeah, it is important to, like you said, a phone, put your phone down. Uh, me and Brandon, we work together, live together, hang out together. So we try really, really hard to separate work and personal life, but it's intentional. Like you have to really try, but it's so important. And I think it's really rewarding when you do that. I think if you don't, people don't realize the, the chaos, maybe they just learn to adapt and live with it. But if you're intentional about setting your boundaries and what you want to do, you'll actually see a whole lot of reward from it. Yeah. It's something that you see after the fact. And I think in the moment, at least I struggle with this in the moment, it's like, but this is so much easier to scroll on my cell phone. We live in a world of convenience. So yeah, it's real easy. And a phone now is almost tight. I mean, God, what do they make things now to go on the back of it? So you almost never have to put it down. You have an Apple watch so that it's literally attached to you at all times. Yes. I mean, that's crazy. Like there is no reason that we need to be that connected all the time. Yeah. And my favorite quote from you, I've mentioned you on the podcast several times because <laughs> I just like you so much. My Mount Rushmore people, um, Jennifer Parnell. Um, so the quote that you told me when we worked together was by Charles Swindell. And we've talked about it here on the podcast, but it's such a good quote. And whoever's listening to this, okay, you're just going to love it. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Life is 10% what happens to you, 10%. And mm, because I'm so emotional, (laughs) I think it's reversed. Like, I'm like, no, that's not right. It's not right. So, because I'm like extreme about this situation right now. But what would you tell someone? How would you encourage someone through this quote? Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. So it's my absolute favorite quote. I have it framed in my house and then you gave it to me. So it's in my office too. And I think what people should take from it is the whole, it's a much longer quote actually, but it's pretty long, but it relates to attitude. So for me, when I read it, when you say that part, it literally is a choice every single day with your attitude, the way that you react to something. Like I cannot control the inevitable. I'm not God. I cannot decide what he's going to do. Most of the time we have, we are so small in the grand scheme of things. We don't know his huge plan, but I know that all these things that happen to me all the time, I have a choice. I might not always make the right choice, but I'm going to try to make the right choice to have a good attitude and trust in God and move forward. Yeah, that's good. Would you say that having something like start, stop, face and embrace helps you with how you react. Yeah. I think that it's a small baby step goals for me. I try to do mine in shorter term, you know, like three, four, five, six months. So yes, I do think they help me do that. Okay. Well share some with us because you know, so whoever's listening to this, I don't know if you're like sitting down at a table with pen and paper or you're running, or you're doing like 10 things at once right now, and also listening to this in the background. But um, as Jennifer shares this, I pray that it's an encouragement to you to try it for yourself, because it's simple. It's not asking you, write 10 paragraphs about how you would start something. It's just like, start, you know, start. start. (laughs) Start. Okay. So go ahead, Jen, if you don't mind. 
So these are ones that I sat down and thought about yesterday. So these are brand new, very recent for me. So they're going to be my new ones moving forward. So my start is to start taking more risks and betting on myself and trusting that God's got a plan for me and that that's going to be good because I'm a very positive person, but I definitely kind of operate in life a little bit out of fear, but more so for fear, making sure like my family's going to be okay. I'm going to be able to get through whatever, like I'm just, I'm just going to start taking more risks and betting on myself and trusting that God's got it. Mm-hmm. My stop is kind of, I'm going to, I said, I'm going to stop being so hard and judgmental on myself, which is also funny because I'm so positive and, you know, I've tried to have a good attitude for everybody, but then deep down I'm like, God. And so you kind of become your own worst critic. So I'm just going to cut that out. Nope. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah. My face is I'm going to face healthy confrontations. I uh, tend to sweep stuff under the rug. I'm like, we're all good. We got this. Let's move on forward. Well, I think those healthy conversations about being very clear about how you're feeling, what the other person's feeling, and how do we come together and compromise on this will actually be extremely beneficial for everybody. Yeah. Uh, My embrace is I'm going to embrace a slower lifestyle and downtime, and I'm going to enjoy it. Just as yeah. simple as that. I'm very, very go, go, go. I've always been that way. I, I'm just going to embrace being like, nope, let's just sit back and enjoy what God gave us. Exactly. Yeah. Embrace a simpler lifestyle. I like that. Um, I've shared this quote several times on the podcast, but somebody came on a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was months. I don't know. Anyway, they were saying a high fruit bearing Christian is a rester. Like oh, wow. a high fruit bearing Christian is a rester. So you know, just somebody who is experiencing God's goodness in full is a rester. And when you think about it, I don't know. I just think about my posture. It's like, am I leaning forward to like attack? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like the, that is when you just said that it means a lot to me because it, it just relates back to what I said, embrace a, a slower lifestyle. Like yeah. that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to do things around you. He wants you to, you know, take the time with your family to realize the beautiful outdoors that you're in. Be grateful for a roof over your head. Yeah. And I just think that that comes with being a rester, I guess, and being slower and really taking time to appreciate, but that's hard in this world. It's so hard. It's definitely what the world doesn't want us to do for sure. We could, <laughs> and then I get distracted and then I miss stuff. And so honestly, that's what, I've been praying about right now is like, Lord, don't let me miss it. Like, I don't want to miss what you're trying to show me right now. You know, I agree. Like I kind of pray that I can bring it all back to him to focus back on him. And I found time and time again, as I'm growing and learning more things that when I do get distracted and I become intentional about focusing and I pray to God for help in that focus and guidance, mm-hmm. like it's a hundred percent of the time rewarding. And he finds a way to show me. And I pray that I'm open enough to listen to it. And it's a hundred percent of the time. Like when I can do that, something wonderful comes out of it. Yeah. I think another thing we need to talk about while you're here, um, something wonderful comes out of it. I just love that. Focusing on the good. So good, Jen. When you said face healthy confrontations, is that what you Mm -hmm. said? Face healthy confrontations. Yeah. So I learned this from you, actually. I don't know if I apply it to my life like I should, but I learned this lesson from you and I would love for you to talk more about it because I really do think it can help somebody listening because how you navigate confrontations, I mean, I don't know if you do this with all of them, but just what I witnessed as one of your employees, what how you handle confrontations, I believe is beautiful. So there was a disagreement and 
it was with like outside things and somebody came to you and you like met with them privately. And when I walked by, you were just quiet and you were just listening to them and their whole world was falling apart. And they were tragically like their face just looked like it was melting off of them and their sadness and anger. And you were just like peaceful listening. Uh Uh-huh. And you were like putting yourself in their shoes, almost just like having empathy for them. Like, yes. Okay. All right. Taking in everything you heard the whole entire, I mean, I wasn't walking by that long, but I did ask you afterwards. Cause I'm like, you listened to her just blah, 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 the whole time. And then at the very end you responded, does it work? Yeah, I think um, it takes a lot of patience, but I think that one of my God-given gifts is patience and listening to people. Um, I think sometimes it can get frustrating, but I I can think of quite a few examples. I won't share people's names, but yeah. where in my mind, I'm going, oh my goodness, you know, you're thinking about the next thing that, okay, when are they going to be done? So I'm not actively intentionally listening, but when you sit there and you really give someone their time and everyone's time is valuable, but you could have changed, like they made it just needed somebody to listen. And so I try to be intentional at listening because we don't know how hard that person may need it, regardless of what it is. It could be something simple or massive, but I do think that that is a God-given gift. So I try to remember that and pray about it when I'm using that gift to intentionally listen to people. So like in the conversation, you're praying that. Yeah. But I, I, that's something I learned over time. Like it, it wasn't something I just woke up and was like, Oh, doesn't everybody do this? No. Like it was an intentional thing for me. And I try to do that all the time. That's good. Do you have any other advice for bosses? Cause you are a boss, babe. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm not a great boss, but you always make me feel so awesome good. Boss. Okay. You guys, I have like a Jennifer folder. <laughs> I love her so much. Look, when people are gifted in something and they're walking in it and they're doing a good job, like I want to learn from those people. Okay. And you're one of them. So you wrote me a thank you note. And this is like so many things could go with saying you wrote me a handwritten thank you note. Um, But you wrote me a handwritten thank you note. And you were just like, thank you so much for working so hard and being all in like that made my day. I like still have this letter. And what would you say to people who are bosses and how you pour into your employees? Like, would you say anything to bosses about being a servant leader, because that is actively what you do every day in like every conversation. Well, you're very, very sweet. (laughs) You write me handwritten letters too. But in the workplace, you know, I've had to learn how to become a boss. It's still a learning curve for me, but I think, you know, it relates back to all relationships in general. And I don't think that people quit uh, necessarily a job. I think they quit their bosses and quit circumstances around that. And I think that people are really important to me. And if it's people that work for me, I want us all in together. I want us hundred percent on the same page. So I want to learn about you, what things you don't like, what things you do like, like what things make you, you know, really go, go, go. What's important to you. So as a boss, I think it's important to just invest time into truly caring and being genuine about who these people are that work for you and learning about them and continuing that, like whatever their love language is, like that can be related to everybody. That's not just a husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. That's how people receive love and how they give love. Like you can take that. So across so many rounds and it's just so important. So I would just invest in your people getting to know who they are, what they are. Like I said, I think it can go so far. 
you're so focused and it's so good, but I know that you getting focused has taken time. Like you didn't just wake up and start your day. Like you had a calendar, you wrote it down, you had an agenda, you planned things out, you followed up with people. It's not like, boom, done. I'm organized. It's like, this took effort. Like you're painting the picture for your days ahead today. You know, I don't know what the question is with that. Daily effort. All yeah. the time. Like it is not, yeah, yeah. Like you said, I didn't wake up like that. It's a constant learning curve. And I love to learn. And I'm, you know, excited about the things in five years from now that, you know, hopefully I'll be able to add to all of this. But yeah, it's definitely a daily learning curve. So what's the favorite Bible verse that's helping you out in this season? I love to ask everybody that question, but what's your favorite Bible verse? Okay, so this is from Philippians 2 13. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Oh, girl. (laughs) So for me, the reason that's helping me get through is because I had this battle with myself internally for quite a while, like years. And I couldn't figure out what my purpose was and why this was so important to me. I don't know. I just, I struggled and I struggled with it and I, I just couldn't figure it out. And then I just realized it's so simple. Like I'm just supposed to bring more people to God. I think I have a way of maybe making people look at things a little differently. Like I had a unique path to it. I'm still growing in that path. And I think that it's just that simple. I just am supposed to use my, you know, gift of friendship and really caring about people and just bring more people to God. Yeah. Really caring about people because God cares for us. And that's a direct reflection of what he is to us and you caring for people. That's one way we can actively walk out our faith is caring about people. It's so important. Yeah. I just love Philippians two thirteen. He is working in you and God is yeah. helping you. Like that is so beautiful. I just looked at the new life version, not for any specific reason, just because that was what came up on my computer, but it says he is working in you. God is helping you obey him. God is doing what he wants done in you. God's doing what he wants. You know, are we going to obey? That's the question. Which goes back to focus and being intentional. Yeah. Focus. Man, that word intentional gets me though. I don't it's know. hard. Well, yeah, because I always do feel like I'm being intentional about stuff and then I get in my head. That's when you have to be even more intentional. You have to say, okay, I'm in my head. I got to bring it back to God. Okay, let's refocus. Let me say a little prayer, whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's also being intentional. Yeah, he's working in you. God is helping you obey him. That's so good. Jennifer, is there anything else? Uh, no, I just love you so much. And I appreciate you spending the time to want to interview me. That is so kind. Are you kidding me? I wanted you in the beginning of this podcast to come on. But I just kept feeling like it's not the right time. It's not the right time. I don't know why. I just wanted it to be perfect, <laughs> like everything to be perfect for you to come on. Um, but this is awesome to have you on and to have your insight because for whoever just listened to this conversation, this is like genuine, real like conversation. And it's coming from such a good place just because I know who you are. So just thank you for coming on and sharing Jesus with us. And Oh yeah. Connect with you. Do you want us to follow you guys at Florabama? I mean, how do we connect with you? Absolutely. I'm very easy to find there, but yes, follow all things Florabama. We do all kinds of fun stuff there, Florabama.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, our YouTube spotlight channel, Florabama spotlight. 
Yes. I love the spotlight. You guys are doing great. Oh, thank you. That was your little baby. So we carried it on after you moved on to yes. I get notifications. I'm, I'm, I have the bell, you know, I click the bell. So I see when they come up and I'm like, Oh, I love it. They look really good. Yes. Y'all are doing great. Oh, well, thank you. Like I said, that was your brainchild and it's turned out really fun. I really appreciate that. At the end of every podcast, we always pray father decrease us and increase you in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakin.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs>